and welcome to the second episode of the second season of the TBC Podcast. I am your host and editor-in-chief of the Bethel Collegian, Brett Esch. It is Thursday, October 12th. As a reminder, you can find this podcast on the website, collegian.bethelks.edu, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Be sure to follow the Collegian on X, Instagram, and Facebook. All you have to do is search the Bethel Collegian. The TBC Podcast is brought to you by The Breadbasket. Whether it's baking, cooking, or catering, the breadbasket is always fast, friendly, and casual. Open from 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. Monday through Thursday, till 8 p.m. on Friday and Saturday, and from 10.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. on Sunday, visit 219 North Main Street in Newton for your favorite homemade meals, or call 316-283-3811 or visit newtonbreadbasket.com to have them served at your party or event. The Breadbasket, let us bake for you. Now, let's jump straight into the Collegian Ticker. Starting off in news, Bethel's new safety team, the Thresher Alert Committee, introduced the popular LiveSafe app to campus to increase student and employee security. Lauren McCreary wrote more about it on the website. The SGA passed Bill 91-006 that allocates money for a lunch between SGA executives and Bethel administration to assist relations between the two sides. Follow at April underscore pals on X for live SGA meeting updates. In entertainment, a German newcomer and a Kansas native read cultural perspectives on the Kansas State Fair that took place last month in Hutchinson in a story by Rabia Kubra Khan and Tristan England on the website. Need an ultimate guide to Fall Fest? Tristan England has you covered in the entertainment section of the website. This weekend, Bethel Theater will put on its production of The Addams Family. Emily Goldner joins us in a bit to discuss more about the musical. In features, Pokemon Go is resurfacing on Bethel's campus as the phone game takes professors and students alike by storm. Read Michael Wenger's feature on the website. Will We Be Freezing is bringing a wealth of experience to Bethel chemistry. Learn more about him in Grace Dawes' feature on the website. In sports, as of this past Saturday, the Bethel volleyball team has now won 13 consecutive contests. You can read about their success, including its five-set defeat of Evangel, in stories by sports writer Frank Driscoll. The Bethel men's soccer team has gone six straight matches unbeaten as of this past weekend. Sports writer Samuel Hernandez joins us next to talk more about their success and check in on the women's team. Bethel Cross Country used multiple PRs for a strong showing at the Carol Swenson Invite in McPherson. Jordan Twinner's story highlights these records. As the Bethel football team gears up for divisional play, check out sports editor Jenna Mahoney's breakdown of all Thresher opponents on the website. If you'd like your Bethel or community event announced on the Collegian ticker, email collegian at bethelks.edu or DM us on X or Instagram. Thank you, Sam, for taking time out of your day. I know that uh, we're all busy uh, this time of year with things in full swing, but I appreciate you uh, taking time to, to talk to our listeners today. No problem, Brett. All right. So first thing is, could you just introduce yourself uh, to the listeners? Uh, you know, uh, you know, your age, like your class, uh, what, what you're majoring in, how you got to Bethel and uh, what your role is with the Collegian. My name is Samuel Hernandez. You know, I'm currently a sophomore here at Bethel. Uh, my path to Bethel was pretty uh, special as I had a good relationship with Coach Dante, who's now at Heston, um, offered me a scholarship to come here and play soccer, and I wanted to continue my dream of playing soccer at the collegiate level, so I mean, it was special just to get here. And I mean, my role with the collegiate is being a sports writer, mm-hmm. something I enjoy and, you know, I have a big passion for. Absolutely. So, and 
in that role uh, so far this fall, you've been able to cover uh, your soccer team, the men's soccer team, and the women's soccer team. Um, let's start with the women. So uh, they had a they have a first year coach this year, uh, Ignacio Mila. I hope I'm producing that yeah. or pronouncing that correctly. Um, uh, he's taken over uh, for Luka Milicevic, who's gone into the men's role full time. Uh, this season. So can you just talk about how the women's soccer team has performed this season, how they've adjusted uh, to having a, a new head coach and, and kind of what they've uh, been looking like so far? Yeah, no, Coach uh, Iggy's a pretty special guy. I have a great relationship with him. You know, I was able to form that bond with him when he came into January and they introduced him as a new head coach. Uh, he's a special guy. He's definitely a guy you want to be around all the time. Uh, he has a great philosophy for the game. The girls are pretty lucky to have him. Um, you know, we shared a coach with them last year, like you mentioned. Coach Luca is a great guy to be around too. Um, he let us know last year in August, like a week before preseason camp started, that hey, I'm also going to be the girls' head coach. You know, so it was kind of a shocker to us, but having him full time around us now is a pretty, pretty great. That's awesome. And then, uh, you know, talking about the women still, you know, who are some of the key contributors that you noticed this season? Uh, I know that they had uh, a couple returners that were, uh, you know, they have some fifth-year seniors, you know, uh, Taylor Dashney, Sydney Brown. Uh, can you talk about some of those uh, kind of that senior leadership and kind of how they've been able to plug in some younger pieces as well? Oh, definitely. Uh, like you mentioned, Taylor Dashney has three goals and three assists in the season. You know, Sydney Brown, who was unfortunate to go down with a knee injury at Oklahoma Wesleyan, you know, she was a key contributor as she was the brains and operation of that midfield playing that 10 role. Um, losing them um, was pretty big for, for Coach Iggy, you know, because Sydney was the brain. And, you know, just losing Jaslyn Reese at Friends University with that injury, you know. Uh, two big components in the midfield, losing them early in the season. Um, injuries haven't been too nice to this women's team, you know, uh, losing center back freshman Neve Gonzalez to a, a sprained ankle, I believe. Not, not a good look, but, you know, like you said, the younger the younger talent has stepped up, like Ashley Sajus, who's come in from her eight back from her ACL injury, you know, has 10 goals on the season, which is unmentioned. Um, Brises Gomez, freshman from El Paso, who's holding it down for herself in the midfield, has three goals on the year. I mean, you can say it's a mixed combination of both young leadership and like experience out there. That's a good that's a good base for them to, to build on moving forward, especially as uh, Coach Iggy, as you call him, but you know, really takes the reins here. You know, moving forward. Um, so so now we look at the men. Uh, this team is is kind of you know I would say shocked some people right over these last six matches gone unbeaten, uh, coming off most recently a draw away at Evangel. That's a long road trip down there to to Springfield, Missouri. They joined the conference for the first season. Um, so so what about this team right now is is sparking them to play at this level? I feel like the message in the locker room every game has been on to the next one, um, one half at a time, one play at a time. Can we be patient on the ball? Um, just having possession of the ball is nice. Like you said, six unbeaten games. It's It's been a while since we've gone on that uh, run. Um, we're looking forward to keeping that run going into the playoffs. You know, Last year we were one point shy of the playoffs, didn't make it into top eight. And, you know, I think we've turned some heads around in the conference in the way that we've been playing. I think – a lot of people have underestimated us, and I guess that's just what fuels our team. You know, like you mentioned, we came off that long road trip 
to Springfield. We left on Friday uh, afternoon and got back uh, late Saturday night. So, I mean, it's pretty special just to be able to put Bethel out there that we're not hiding from any competition and we're going to take it to them. Yeah, and I, I want to stress people how long that road trip is. I remember I was I went to Wichita on Saturday night, and I was, we were driving back. It was like 9, 30, 10, and like there were a bunch of cars in the parking lot. And I was like, why are there so many cars? I'm like, oh, the soccer team's in Springfield, so they're still on their way back. I mean, that's that's and it's impressive to go in and, and get a point on the road, I mean, against a team who, you know, you've never seen before, right? <laughs> Evangel first season in the conference um, and, and being that far away. So, and in speaking of fueling this, how about uh, Philip? You have to help me on this one, Maximovich. 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 Yeah. So I mean, this guy, right, is on fire. So can you just talk a little bit about how he's fit into this program, kind of how he's uh, helping this team reach so much uh, success? Yeah, no, uh, Philip, or as we call him, boss man in the locker room at times, um, has 13 goals in this season. You know, it's insane as a freshman. Uh, from Belgrade, Serbia. I mean, when he first came in in August, uh, we had a we played a couple of pickup games before official practice, and I was just like, this guy's gonna be a force to reckon with. You know, he's strong, he's fast, and he has like he's ran over every team and scored on every team he can this season. Um, he's also assisted, so he's not just a a striker that can score. He's also a playmaker. And this guy's just insane. Like his work rate at practice is just special. Um, Phillips just taking this conference by storm. He's one of the leading scorers in the NAIA in the KCAC, just right behind Stefan uh, Svitanovic from Oku. And then speaking of Oku, that kind of leads me into my next question: Is that, you know, for people who who aren't aware right now, you know, especially with how much fun this men's team is to watch in particular. Who are some of the top teams in the conference? Obviously, Oakwood is just one of those staples that's always going to be up there on both sides, women's and men's. Who are some other teams that, that Bethel fans should be aware of and uh, and should be excited to see on the schedule when those games come up? I feel like we have two big games this weekend playing Tabor, you know, whether it be reserves or the varsity level. I know on the soccer side we get a little chippy against Tabor, so we play them on Wednesday night. So it's going to be a fun one. And Ottawa, you know, Ottawa – Came by last year, took the conference by storm, took everyone by surprise uh, with James Cottage, you know, who left Bethel to go be with Ottawa. Um, they're coming into town on Saturday, and that's a big matchup for us because if we can win out, we're even looking at a top two seed right there. And top two seeds automatically get the bid for nationals at the soccer level. So for us, Ottawa and Kansas Westland are definitely two of the big games that we have circled. That's awesome, man. Hey, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure I speak for a lot of people when I say that this team is, has become really, uh, both these teams, really exciting to watch, uh, excited to see them grow. Sam, again, thank you for taking time out of your day uh, to answer some questions about this and, and kind of uh, share some insight into the soccer programs here at Bethel. Thank you, Brett. Thanks for having me. Next up joining the TBC podcast is junior Emily Goldner from Kansas City, Missouri, who will be playing the role of Wednesday in the upcoming Fall Fest production of The Adams Family. Emily, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy week. I know that this week has been very busy uh, for you and uh, the rest of the Adams Family crew, but thank you uh, for taking time to join the TBC podcast. Of course. Happy to be here. So first question I really want to get into is, how did you first get into theater and, and really start taking it seriously and, and, you know, expanding on that? What is the college 
actress experience been like for you so far? Right, yeah. So um, when I was about five years old, my mom made me audition for a community theater production of A Christmas Carol. And I really didn't want to do it, but I was not very into sports and I didn't have any other discernible talents. <laughs> so she was like, you got to do something. <laughs> so she put me in a community theater um, and I stayed there for a really long time. Um, and when I was old enough to, um, I think it was in the seventh grade, there was a big theater in Kansas City that I spent a lot of time at. Me and my mom had season tickets to their Broadway series in the summer, which was awesome. Um, and they had a program for kids where they could go and they did a, it was like a performance troupe is what they called it. You did a bunch of songs from the shows that were there in the summer and we would go out, we would play or play, we would perform at places around the Kansas City area and it was a lot of fun and then I knew that when I was looking for a college, I wanted to find a place where I could be involved in theater um, because it's became my passion so came to Bethel and they told me that I could do whatever I wanted at the theater really if I wanted to do tech or stage manage or be in the shows and felt like a good fit for me and then freshman year um, the previous director Karen Robb sent me an email and was like do you want to be in our fall show and I was like ah sure I thought I was gonna have a tiny little part and it was a three-man show I had a ton of lines and I was like okay I guess I'm guess I'm doing this but yeah it's been a lot of fun that's awesome and then so looking at this year what was your initial reaction or your, your immediate thoughts when, when you the, you heard the news that the Adams Family was going to be this year's Fall Fest production? Are, are, were you excited for that? Uh, are you looking forward to that? Just kind of what are your some emotions going through about this show? Well, actually, uh, last year after Tick, Tick, Boom, Damon had asked uh, me and Hayden and Tristan, who were in Tick, Tick, Boom, and the other people who have been involved in theater here before, what shows we wanted to do. So we were all standing over here at this table, and um, we came up with a list of shows we wanted, and we sent an email, and the email was literally titled, Shows We Would Like to Do. And really close to the top was Adam's Family, and we were all really excited about it because it's a really fun show, and... The music is catchy and the characters are enjoyable to be like, you know, portray. So when I got the news that it was Adam's family, I was pretty much like off the walls excited about it. So, yeah. Well, being around it so much, I can I can confirm that the music is indeed very catchy. Yeah. It's been <laughs> going through my head quite a bit. So uh, so let's look at your role. You'll be playing the role of Wednesday mm -hmm. uh, th uh, this weekend during the Adam's showing of the Adam's family in Crable Auditorium. Uh, so what does the process look like for you to, to develop that character, get into that character? Are you excited about being able to play Wednesday? Um, just kind of talk about that character and, and what uh, people should be expecting out of that character this weekend. Yeah, when we were doing auditions, Damon asked all of us what character we would like to play if we got to pick one. And I said Wednesday, so I'm really excited that I get to do that here. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and I just liked her songs and I thought they'd be fun to sing. So, um, but you know, uh, when I was younger, I got to see Adam's family in New York, which was really cool. And I remembered what that Wednesday looked like. And then I saw another version of it when it was touring in KC where I'm from. And I remember what that Wednesday looked like. And then of course there's like, you know, the old TV show and then the new Netflix series that everyone knows and then there's the two movies and then there's the cartoon so there's a lot of different inspiration and they're all a little bit different in their own way so just kind of you know taking inspiration from all those different Wednesdays you've seen a million times and making your own version and then also kind of adding a touch of yourself so it's just kind of a 
you know, trial and error, see what works, see what doesn't, and kind of go from there. But. So you mentioned uh, the previous director, Karen Robb. Uh, she departed last spring. So now Damon Klassen steps up mm -hmm. uh, to be the director. What's it been like working with him? Uh, how has the cast kind of, you know, the feeling around working with him? How how fun has that been for you? It's been a lot of fun. Damon's a great director because he really holds us accountable and he keeps us on task. And a whole bunch of theater kids have a hard time staying on, on task sometimes. But he's, you know, made rehearsal a space where you go, you get your work done, you get the show up. And it's been great. You know, he had a like a pretty early um, date for our lines to be memorized, which has made blocking and practicing so much easier. And just like all the people he's brought in to help with it, the collaborative effort we've all, you know, been a part of has been awesome with Kelsey and Lydia and Dr. Waters and Dr. Lou and the pit is just great. And we have a lady come in to help us with makeup and stuff. So he takes it really seriously and it shows and it makes all of us want to work just that much harder because we're not just, you know, doing it for us, but we also want to put on a good show for him and for the audience. So yeah, it's been great working with him. That's fantastic. And, and, and talk about your fellow cast members. What's it been like going through rehearsal with them? And, and you know, obviously, this is a much bigger play than you were involved in, yeah. uh, you know, uh, just a few months ago. So kind of what's been what's that look like being able to work with all them? Yeah. Um, so, you know, coming from Tick, Tick, Boom, it was four of us, plus the poor stagehands who didn't know they were going to be on stage when they signed up to be stagehands. And then, you know, they get to Tech Week and our last director, Katie, was like, all right, guys, get out there. And they were like, we don't want to go on stage. So, um, you know, going from a four person cast to an 18 person cast has been just the best. And they all are putting in so much hard work. They're all super dedicated. It's great to still be working with like Hayden and Tristan from Tick, Tick, Boom. They're great. And then, you know, I am really excited about my friend Maddie doing the show and playing Morticia because she hasn't done a show at Bethel before and she's just awesome. So the cast is wonderful and they care just as much as I do and as much as Damon does and they've put in so much hard work for the show so I'm really excited for all of us to get to show you guys the show. It feels like a good mix of, of really experienced Bethel theater individuals mm -hmm. and in a good uh, balance of of newcomers like I think about Hayden Hanna Michael who's mm -hmm. who's been in a few things and, and he's going to have a prominent role this weekend so just really exciting to see all that come together. Finally Make your pitch to people who are on the on the fence about buying a ticket this weekend. What should they be looking forward to in Bethel's production of The Addams Family? Um, I think that everyone should come out and see the show because it's a really fun take on characters that people already know from other media forms, TV and movies and stuff. And also, um, it's a good chance to support Bethel Theater, which hopefully is like if we have 18 this time, maybe we'll have 25 next time. So, you know, help, you know, support the Bethel Theater. And also if you, you're at Fall Fest and got some time to kill, you know, stop by, see the show. It'll be a lot of fun and you'll learn some fun new songs that you can listen to later. For sure. So Friday night at 730. Yes. Saturday at 3.30 and Sunday at yes. 2. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's it. Yeah. In Cravel Auditorium in the FAC yes. on Bethel College's campus. Be there or be square. It's going to be a great show. And if you're a student, you get one free ticket. So That's right. Well, Emily, thank you so much for taking time. Of course. Uh, excited to see you back at it in rehearsal tonight and throughout the rest of the week. And then excited to see you and all the cast take the stage this weekend for Fall Fest. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. That'll do it for the second episode of the second season of the TBC podcast. As a reminder, we're brought to you by The Breadbasket. 
Whether it's baking, cooking, or catering, the breadbasket is always fast, friendly, and casual. Visit 219 North Main Street, Newton for your favorite homemade meals or call 316-283-3811 or visit newtonbreadbasket.com to have them served at your party or event. The Breadbasket. Let us bake for you. Thank you for listening and see you in two weeks.